This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Sunday get-together here on CBS Sports Radio. Jody Mack coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios when you need certainty in the home buying process with a loan that fits your life. Rocket can. All right, uh, we're doing well as a country. Uh, the coronavirus is being beaten back, and that means a lot of things. We're getting back to normal life and maybe some benefits financially across the entire country and in the world of sports as well. To give us our financial insight is our sports business consultant, visiting expert at Harvard Law and contributor for both SiriusXM and Yahoo uh, Finance, Mr. Rick Harrow joins me here on CBS Sports Radio. How you been, Rick? I've been good. Um Three days of a corporate retreat slash golf at a great resort in Florida called Streamsong. And now heading back to the other side of the state at home, listening to Phil lose the lead. And then maybe, you know, I mean, listen, it's early uh, when when we're doing this. But uh, everybody in the world has to love a 50-year-old dude in contention the last day at a major. Haven't seen that probably in this context since Tom Watson uh, at the Open. It is a great story, and we'll see how it plays itself out. Um, as I mentioned in my introduction to you, uh, positive results across the country, uh, positive tests of coronavirus weighed down. It seems like uh, we're getting a great uh, majority of the people vaccinated in this country. How is it showing itself on the financial end, specifically in the world of sports? Well, everybody's opening. Uh, deals are being done. Uh, corporate sponsorship is happening. The earning potential of folks is being realized. Forbes came out with their top ten list. Conor McGregor, number one, we're not holding a bake sale for him, but <laughs> LeBron and Kevin Durant and a whole mixture of people are there, ironically making more money than they would have in previous years. And the same thing with television rights fees and deals that include teams and leagues largely because the streaming world came alive during the pandemic. And now we see that basically every sport you can watch live in any context if you just have a device. 
Rick, you mentioned the top ten list. They came out with top ten earners in sports. Conor McGregor only a hundred and eighty million. He made twenty two million in the octagon, which means he made over a hundred and fifty million outside. I know he's uh, not only a spokesman but an owner in the uh, liquor company that he's got, and I believe he just sold it off. How did he generate those kind of funds? Well, a lot of this is not yearly like it was with Tiger and some others selling off a little bit of that whiskey company that he had. And I don't know if he needed the money, but he certainly made a lot of money on it. <laughs> he's got uh, uh, a, a clothing company. Uh, he's a certainly appealing to the younger demographic. And if you put a guy near the octagon, he is clearly the only one that can command a significant corporate and business endorsement. So, you know, he's up there. We got Ronaldo and Messi from the soccer world. We got Kevin Durant, LeBron James from the basketball world. But Conor McGregor came out of left field, so to speak, and surprised a lot of people earning-wise. And Dak Prescott was high on the list at number four. I take it that's just the way the contract was structured, that the Dallas Cowboys gave him a massive signing bonus, so he's making a lot of money in just this particular year? Yeah, that's well done uh, because – you know, usually with the Forbes thing, it's apples to apples. In that case, and in McGregor's case, these are these are big hits in one year. Now, <laughs> we're not going to hold a bake sale for either of these guys. But, you know, Dak Prescott is not going to be in the $104 million, $95 million a year category in a year because um, endorsements with him are not the same as endorsements with LeBron, quite clearly. Right. Uh, good for him this year. He's going to be a bit little further down the list next year. We can bank on that. All right. right. Uh, you and I have discussed this before, um, the ability of college athletes to benefit from their own likeness. Uh, the NCAA tried to hold it back. It's been won over in the court, so that is going to be the case. But only a handful of states have put legislation in that they uh, can make that kind of money this upcoming year. Florida, Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi, and uh, New Mexico. Um, are they going to get the other states up to speed before the college football season starts? Because let's be honest, college football, college basketball are the two main sports we're talking about here with the ability to generate money, both for their universities and themselves. Are the rest of the states going to catch up in time for this upcoming college football season? First, it doesn't take much to see what that trend is. You know, the four of those five states you mentioned, they're all in the heart of SEC country, which is where you're going to generate a lot of these dollars. Right. Alston versus the NCAA, which is the Supreme Court case, the ruling has to come down, and we have to decide specifically what is allowed and not. Some of the states are getting out ahead of that. And in those states you mentioned, there's a chance that the schools can do what they want to do. Now, they got to give, if they take the name, image, and likeness dollars, they got to give 75% of it back to a fund that's distributed, not equally necessarily, but to all sports. Uh, you know, water polo, men's and women's tennis, golf, not just football, and basketball. So they're working the bugs out. And one of the things they really don't want to do, as you know, is make it a recruiting war where a guy is going to go to a school because he gets more name, image, and likeness money. That's going to open up a very large can of worms. So the devil is still in the details, and it hasn't been finalized yet. 
something we will certainly be keeping our eye on as the college football season draws closer. All right, uh, in uh, City by the Bay, one of two. You've, of course, got San Francisco, and across the bay, you've got uh, Oakland. The Oakland A's are once again making noise about potentially relocating. We know that Oakland let the Raiders slip out of their grasp a couple of years ago and now in Vegas. The Warriors moved across the river into a beautiful new arena in downtown San Francisco. The A's are the only thing that's left in Oakland. Why is it that Oakland can't come to an agreement to get them the new stadium that they so desperately need? Public money in California has been very hard to do. I I did a lot of that in my prior life, and it was kind of the last state to get something done. But listen, when you lose two teams, note to memo in Oakland, if you really want to make sure you get economic development and impact from sports, and you've already lost the Warriors to San Francisco and the Raiders to Vegas, you better make darn sure you don't let the A's slip away. And the irony is that deal that they have on the table, conceptually, is the best deal that has been put on the table at all. Basically, you let the real estate play from the surrounding property where the existing stadium is, uh, you know, the dump, O.co, whatever you're calling it today, Ring Central, (laughs) and where the Oracle Arena is. And you make that a giant real estate development, and you use some of those dollars as well to help pay for the stadium at Jack London Terminal uh, closer to downtown Oakland. It's a brilliantly conceived plan. It's just very complicated. And the city needed a deadline in order to move themselves forward. And I think the deadline in this case may help because everybody understands if they don't do it quickly, the A's are gone. Deadlines usually do help. And uh, I'm not a West Coast guy, but East Coast guy my whole life. But I've always considered the A's Oakland. I know they started elsewhere. As a matter of fact, they started where I hang these days, Philadelphia, but they've been in Oakland for so long. I do not want to see them move out of that town. All right. You and I also have talked previously about the Olympics as we've gotten closer to it. Certainly uh, from a consumer standpoint, NBC believes the Olympics are going to happen. They're uh, running promos and commercials on all the sporting events they have these days and prepping and getting ready. I know it is a go and moving forward, but there are parts of Japan that would still prefer not to have the Olympics, that there are still COVID-19 concerns in Japan. Uh, As I asked you three weeks ago when I last had you on, uh, no, it's targeting to be started on time. Is it more of a go, less of a go? What's your read on whether these Olympics will or won't happen? The more of a go is more people are getting vaccinated and NBC is gearing up bigger than before. The maybe not a go is the protests and the petitions. 300,000 Japanese have signed petitions saying we don't want them. Uh, there are always a lot of people in every city saying we don't want them. But it's been so committed, and the stadium facilities have been done, that to not have them would be very difficult because you already have spent the money to hold them, build the facilities, and now you're going to start getting the revenue from corporate sponsors and TV to help pay for some of that back. So my prediction is they will happen. Well, I know that NBC is certainly ho- hope, uh, hoping for that, and I hope from an athletic standpoint, uh, those who've been training for years to get their shot in the Olympics get that chance. Uh, hopefully we can see improvement in Japan in their battle with the coronavirus so it does come off on time. 
All right. Uh, you and I have talked collectibles before, and I'm still in the dark. I'm an old school guy. I don't quite understand the whole video aspect of collectibles, which has replaced uh, the trading card collectible aspect. But there are some old school trading cards. Tom Brady rookie cards all over the place. They're getting big purchase prices. Is there a melding between the two, the old school and the new school collectibles? Yeah, go check your attic because you may have some of those cards on the floor and you may become an instant millionaire even beyond that stupendous salary you draw down. But for if you can't find it, then maybe there's some opportunities to do digital. And, you know, it's still hard to believe that digital anything is going to generate significant dollars like the good old days. But we're now in this world of Dogecoin and cryptocurrency, and it's a supply and demand issue. So if you print something, no matter what it is digitally, and you have far less of that than people that want it, the price is going to go up. So as long as that happens, you know, Topps Trading Card has just gotten a new injection of capital and on and on. So there will be trading cards in our future. I asked you about uh, the collegiate uh, selling of their own likeness so that the players uh, on major college programs can actually get, generate some revenue for themselves. Uh, the NFL doesn't have to deal with anything like that because they're all professionals. And they're making coin this week because Tim Tebow got a jersey number. He signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars to play tight end number 85 is the new Tebow number. And for the first day sales, he's for, uh, surpassed every other player in the National Football League. It's now the fifth time his jersey, at least for one day in his sport, has been the number one selling jersey, including one day in Major League Baseball when he signed with the Mets. What is the interest in Tebow? He's a hero in Northeast Florida. He's a hero among the religious following. Uh, He's done a great job in building his brand. He and Urban Meyer have a special friendship back at the Florida days. So Urban Meyer took a chance on him. I will tell you that knowing the people I know, the brain trust of the Jaguars, if this turns out to be a gimmick, it'll backfire. And I'm pretty sure that Tebow has a reasonable chance to be competitive, not necessarily make the team, but be competitive, or Urban Meyer wouldn't have taken the chance. We'll see if he actually does uh, find a way to make that team. Now, does he? how does he benefit from it, uh, uh, other than his uh, uh, own building his own brand, like you stated, uh, just the direct jersey sh- sales? That's just a win for the NFL, right? Tebow doesn't get a percentage. No players get a percentage when their jerseys are as high-selling as his has become, correct? That's correct. It's a win for the NFL, but... If it sells as he thinks it will, then all of his brand merchandising experts will figure out how to get a Tebow name on stuff the NFL doesn't control. And if it doesn't work out, no harm, no foul. All right. They'll figure out a way to monetize it. And good for Tebow if that's the case. All right. I did read this week that uh, they are going to start production on a Derek Jeter documentary. ESPN is. It's not going to be up and ready and on the air till. 2020 so we got uh, 2022 so we got a while to wait but uh you know it's going to be compared to the last dance the documentary that uh they did about jordan and the bulls 
Uh, can can they replicate something like that? The Yankees are a pretty big deal. They're a pretty, pretty big draw. As big as Derek Jeter was, he's not Michael Jordan. How is this documentary going to do? I know I'm asking you to speculate a year out, uh, but that's what we do here on Sports Talk Radio. Yeah, we always do that. And, uh, you know, Derek Jeter's story has really, a lot of it hadn't been written yet. He was a great player, will be, you know, a Hall of Famer. But, you know, as a baseball executive who's parlayed himself into the ownership and control position of a team in my back, my backyard, you know, I'm, I'm waiting to see it. And, uh, and uh, you know, next year we'll be in a lot different position after he finishes the 2021 season. Thematically continuing is a great deal. You know, Jeter becoming the executive down in South Florida is a big deal. But I, I don't know. I don't know how. ESPN can make a, a, a documentary that rises to that amazing Jordan documentary that was done in the middle of the pandemic when everybody watched because they had nothing else to watch. Ricky, great stuff. You know we appreciate it whenever you hop on board. Uh, glad to hear you're doing well. I'll punch up again in a couple weeks, brother. Thanks. You got it, man. Talk to you soon. Bye. Our, our sports business insider and consultant, Rick Harrow, here with us on CBS Sports Radio. All right, Jody Mack, hang with you. We'll get the phones reopened. A little PGA, NBA playoffs. If you want to talk about the business of sports, a specific thing you want to get into, I'm good with it. 855-212-4227. We'll get you on with the Mac Man here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.